cookie! Welcome everyone to episode 7 of Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast. This is Wes and Kevin is on the other line. Hey Kevin. Hey, how's it going? Good. I was going to get into my new role on this show because our topic today is the cookie monster diet. <laughs> Me want cookie. Yeah, the cookie monster. Everybody knows him, at least people that are Gen Xers and older know the cookie monster on Sesame Street. I don't know if they've done reruns of that show or not, but I know that that character was a big fan of cookies. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure the YouTube clips are uh, readily available. Oh, yeah. Always living in perpetuity on YouTube. Exactly. But I came across an article today from the New York Times Fashion and Style section titled, A Few Cookies a Day to Keep the Pounds Away. And I'd never heard of a cookie diet before. Had you? Uh, no, no. But it made me think that if there could be a cookie diet, then really we could base a diet around just about anything. <laughs> exactly. Um, ice cream diet? Yeah, I was actually thinking of the chocolate fudge sundae diet. Or how about just chocolate sprinkles diet? Yeah, that could work. As long as you're exercising enough to keep those pounds away, then everything works out fine, right? Yeah, this is an interesting take on how to lose weight. Obviously, it violates pretty much all the principles of the Healthy Mind Fit Body sort of uh, lifestyle program that we have outlined in our book, Healthy Mind Fit Body, how the mind-body connection can help you achieve your perfect weight. And we discuss in the bonus audio, which is on the homepage, if you just opt in there with your email address, you can download the audio that we talk about, the three pillars to managing your weight, losing weight, getting down to your optimal weight, and maintaining it for a lifetime. And actually coming to terms with it psychologically, this new way of looking at food. But it seems that the you know kind of get-rich-quick sort of diet schemers out there are trying to promote this way of eating that is not geared for a lifetime of eating healthy, is it? No, I think it, this would be what I would consider a fad diet because it's trying to capture those people that, you know, they want, like you said, the get rich quick. It's like the get thin quick, get in shape quick, you know, just do everything like really fast and not have to deal with anything that would potentially be painful. So it sounds great to be able to eat cookies and lose weight. So it's, it's just a catchy name for a diet. And um, really it's kind of more about the marketing aspect than it is about something that actually works long-term. Yeah, it says this is Dr. Siegel's cookie diet, which involves eating six prepackaged cookies a day, plus one real meal, uh, say skinless chicken and steamed vegetables, <laughs> which is basically a protein and minimal carb sort of regimen there. But I'm not sure what the constitution of the cookies is, if it has protein mixed in, because there are protein cookies out there on the market you can buy. Right. Uh, that have a little fat in them too. But uh, the person that's in the story says that she tried all the other diets, including Atkins, and they had no success with her. And then she switched to uh, this diet, which is pretty darn expensive. You're paying, you know, 50-some dollars a week for these prepackaged cookies. And then um, I don't know how long you stick to it, I guess until you lose your weight, and then you go back to your old way of eating, right? And that explains why most people can't keep the weight off. They try one of these diets, and they lose the weight. Because they're all really geared towards the calorie theory of weight loss, which is just reduce your calories, and then you'll lose the weight. But then you're left with a diet that is not so healthy. Right, and that's what it says in the article. There's a quote here. It says, 
in blunter terms, consume a substance whose ingredients and nutritional value are somewhat vague and drop weight because how can you not when you're only consuming 800 to 1,000 calories a day? So that's, <laughs> that's not many calories. And of course, that kind of diet, you will lose weight. And especially if you're incorporating exercise into it, um, it's pretty much a guarantee to lose weight. But for how long and how long can people keep that up? What do you think? I mean, I've tracked my calories in the past. I mean, we're not big on the you know idea of counting calories, but I've done it in the past. And depending on what my activity level is, you know, in college, I think I was eating like 4,000 calories a day with, uh, with my workouts and everything. Of course, now not nearly that much, but I just don't see how eating 800 to 1,000 calories a day is a good idea for any reason. Well, it will definitely make you lose weight and kind of reminds me of that infomercial I once saw that said, lose all your weight. which would mean, I guess, stepping into an incinerator and just being cremated. Oh, yeah. I guess you'd be down to a few ounces then, just the ashes that you have. Yeah. But you don't want to lose all your weight, obviously. You want to lose the fat, the excess fat that you have on. And actually, the fat-fast diet that Atkins makes note of in his book is the fastest way to lose, which is even faster than starvation because that really slows your metabolism down. So the fat-fast was 1,000 calories a day with uh, 90% of those calories coming from fat and 10% coming from protein. So I think it consisted of like cream cheese and macadamia nuts would be one of the regimens there. But, you know, that's just an extreme way to lose the fat. And we're not into the extreme. We're into a healthy lifestyle, which means looking at food in a way that is not going to be causing conflict within you because, I mean, obviously people love cookies and who doesn't like the freshly baked chocolate chip cookies or peanut butter cookies or oatmeal raisin? I mean, they're all really tasty. But mm-hmm. do they reflect a way of eating that is going to be something that you can maintain for a lifetime? Not necessarily. No, but if you eat his cookies and you shell out whatever it was, a couple hundred bucks a month, then you'll lose the weight and keep it off, right? Yeah. Well, you'll lose the weight. You probably won't keep it off. That's true. Because maybe you'll become addicted to cookies. Maybe that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah. And then going back to my point earlier about you could just name any diet and call it a diet. This is from the article. It says, uh, any diet that names one particular food or food group in its title, ice cream diet, whipped cream diet, low-carb diet, is likely to be unbalanced and short-lived, said Bonnie Taub Dix, national spokeswoman for American Dietetic Association. Mm. So she's got a point there about all these fad diets and calling them, you know, ice cream diet or beer diet or whatever. But uh, that's interesting that she added in low-carb diet with that because that's not really a fad and it's not a specific food. It's actually just a way of eating. Yeah, we have a few bones to pick with the American Dietetic Association. Yeah. As well as the American Diabetes Association. We should do a podcast on all the uh, agencies with the letters. Mm Mm-hmm. These institutions that actually keep people in states of unhealth, which is not about healthy mind, fit bodies. It's more about making revenue and keeping people on this assembly line into the doctor's offices. Yep. Because uh, the high-carb, lower-fat diets are not really conducive to, you know, living an independent lifestyle that you're healthy with, but rather having an assortment of issues that seem to be perpetuated by the way people are promoting these diets. So it's like you have these two extremes, the cookie diets that cause people to lose weight, but also keep them kind of malnourished. 
And then the other side that says eat the typical grain-based diet, the complex carbs, right? As long as they're complex, then they're fine. But that causes lots of insulin secretion and keeps people locked in a way of eating that is not conducive to weight loss or health. Yeah. So it depends on how you look at the way that they're trying to promote this diet. I guess if the cookies were similar to a nutrition bar and then you added in a healthy meal with that, certainly you could lose the weight. But what you want to do is actually eat real food most of the time. And that's explained in our book, obviously. We go through the different aspects of that and trying to kick your carbohydrate addiction. Because if you're just focused on eating cookies as a way to lose weight, that's not really kicking the carb addiction, is it? No, I think it's it's encouraging that type of eating. I guess they want you to get addicted to their cookies and, and stay on their diet. <clears throat> Me want cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Me want cookie. But, you know, I look at it as if you don't have money and you uh, start buying a bunch of good stuff, like really expensive stuff on credit cards, and you have like a nice car and a nice house and everything's on credit, well, it looks like you're doing really well. And it may even feel like you're doing well because you get to live in this great place, you can drive this fast car. But the underlying thing is you haven't been able to get yourself to the point where you can actually make that money. So it's all phony and it's going to collapse. So... It's just like the diet thing. I mean, if you get on these fad diets like cookies, it, it sounds good and then you may lose the weight. You're probably going to lose some weight and you'll start feeling like, wow, I'm in shape. I'm losing weight. But ultimately, you haven't dealt with anything internally. And that's both the carbohydrate addiction, which most people have to some degree. And uh, secondly, the psychological issues that we talk about a lot in our book. You can't really skip those steps and expect to have long-term weight loss or long-term fitness. Very true. Yeah, it's really about shifting your perspective to a plan that's going to work for you rather than one that seems to be appealing. And I guess they're pitching this to some of the Hollywood celebs. And I noticed that this has been endorsed by the likes of Kim Kardashian and Jennifer Hudson and Kelly Clarkson. So... Well, they must know what they're talking about, right? They're celebrities. Obviously, yes. Once you get the celebs on your side, then you're good to go. Yeah. So... That's not exactly in line with what we really want to promote in terms of healthy mind fit body. In the book, there is a seven-day program that helps you delve into your self-conflicts and your subconscious thoughts and feelings related to how you're eating and how you grew up eating things because this is not something that people typically focus on. How we were treated as children in relation to the food that we were told to eat or forced to eat or told not to eat, and we ended up developing some habits in that regard. Right, and that's a good segue. We have another article here that I wanted to talk about briefly. It's from the Mercola.com site, Mm -hmm. and it's called uh, Parents Can Help Their Children Grow to Love Vegetables. So I'll just read the article. It's really short. Emerging research now suggests that parents can begin to shape a child's palate even in the womb, says Stanford University pediatrician Alan Green babies actually have more taste buds before birth than at any other time of life. Hmm. They can detect subtle flavors from their mother's diet through their amniotic fluid, Green says. These early exposures create a lasting imprint on children's tastes. One study showed babies of women who drank carrot juice while pregnant were more likely than others to enjoy carrots when they were six months old. Infants are surprisingly adventurous from the age of six months to 13 months, a critical time for the formation of their future preferences. They can learn to like almost anything, yet few parents make the most of this crucial window. 
Research shows 94% of parents give up offering new foods after only five tries. While children's diets have improved modestly in recent years, a new study of kids under age four shows that nearly a third ate no vegetables. Parents who want to raise healthy eaters need to expose their children to the sights, smells, and feel of vegetables early and often, Green says. He encourages parents to take children to farmer's markets, letting them hold lumpy sweet potatoes and smell ripe peaches. So, I think that tactile sensation thing is really good. Taking kids to a farmer's market is great because then they learn all about natural produce and vegetables. And I think the most important thing is to actually walk the walk and promote a healthy diet with your kids not by berating them and saying eat your vegetables or you know continually trying to introduce them to vegetables but rather eating in a way that they'll say wow that looks interesting in other words modeling that you want your kids to eat right exactly i mean it's like i've heard parents say oh, my three-year-old loves French fries or pasta or, you know, my kid loves only will eat uh, candy. You know, it's like, well, what are you eating yourself? What are you having around? Is there a correlation between what you're eating and what your kid is eating? Yeah, there's actually studies that have been done on uh, kids that have grown up without having been exposed to pizza in these cultures. And I think they were from like the Caribbean or something. But when they gave these kids pizza at an older age, like 12, 13 years old, they didn't like it. They thought it looked, it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you that uh, we're all conditioned for this stuff. You know, we don't have to like pizza. It's not a requirement. True. And it just goes to show that you grow up eating in a certain way and that is reflected later on in adulthood. And then also the psychological factors in which you maybe are defiant against what your parents wanted you to eat. Um, and you end up not eating those things that they did say that were healthy and actually were healthy, but you didn't eat them in spite of what was good for you. So it's all these different factors that get stuck in our heads and that we need to come to terms with. So we can sum up with uh, eat your vegetables and stay away from the cookie diet. Yeah, don't be a cookie monster. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like this podcast, you can always go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Um, we leave a link in the show notes for that, as well as on uh, healthymindfitbody.com. Yeah, and we also have, uh, we mentioned the three pillars of achieving your perfect weight through the mind-body connection. It's a 20-minute audio. You can get that downloaded for free on healthymindfitbody.com. I think that should wrap it up for today. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. It's-